Hi, this is Darren. Hey, Darren, this is Ryan. Hey, Ryan, this is the Snooze Crew. Oh, welcome. What's on our itinerary today, Ry, right? Well, we usually have some interesting subject matter and sometimes not. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm in charge of the not interesting subject matter. So how about mm. we start with whatever it is you're going to surprise me with today and yeah. you get this you know, podcast I, going. I like the formula, you know, just the soothing voices with the interesting subject matter that's not interesting enough to keep you awake if you're sleepy. It's, yeah, it's it actually works. quite boring. Puts me to sleep. So, so let's, let's, I'm already. All right. We're, we're, we're setting this up. I'm laying in bed here because, you know, we're, let's yeah, pause this. Yeah, you should see his back. microphone arrangement here while he's in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little offensive at one point. Oh, <laughs> well, with these Zoom meetings, like, why even put up a, put a nice shirt on? Let's just. I'll just stay in bed and record from there. I don't want to see you shirtless in bed. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, I had a few things on my itinerary. I don't know if we can even fit them all into a single episode or if we have to split it up. Holy. One of them was that I looked into the whole why is chocolate poisonous to dogs? Because remember, I told you that last episode, my dog ingested a whole bunch of chocolate. Well, he's still here, incurred, so it can't yep. be that bad incurred a $700 vet bill and a carpet cleaning bill <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i did incorrectly say at first was crap and it turned out it was puke which is good because that means that he got rid of a lot of it from his system before it did more damage as opposed to after mm, poor little the guy the other thing i looked up was some interesting facts about bison because we, now you i know that you know you say bison I say bison. What's what's the difference? Like, where did the origins of those pronunciations come from? Well, first of all, I'm right. <laughs> you just have to accept it and move on. Okay. Because I'm the linguist in this. Oh, really? Interesting this, you say a linguist because the next thing I was looking at was like the CZO and the FIFIO, which is the different pronunciations. So I looked that up. So I got... <sighs> I got an unbelievable amount of content to cover here. And that's actually only half of what I got. So I think the other half should probably go in the next Maybe, maybe we should have a, a spinoff. Hmm. Like a spinoff podcast, like just you covering the extended versions of whatever topics we bring up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a commentary on the show. Yeah. Yeah. You could do a, a take the, the topic we say, uh -huh. bring up. Yep. And then just run with it. And mm -hmm. if people can't sleep listening to this podcast, they would definitely fall asleep to the, <laughs> to the detailed version. Well, and I've actually got more stuff here. So yeah. What about you? What did you have in mind? Nothing. You go. <laughs> Feels like one of us is a little more prepared than the other here, Ryan. <laughs> oh, I'm just laid back. I'm just chilling. Well, the first one I found was from uh, Scientific American dot com and it's called fact or fiction chocolate is poisonous to dogs hmm. by allison snyder now i think nowadays pretty much everyone knows chocolate is poisonous to dogs but this was written in 
2007, which what about cats? Is it poisonous? Feels like cats? an eternity ago, doesn't it? 2007. That's a long time ago. No, I don't think it has the same effect on cats. We should try it. See what happens. <laughs> Whose cat like, are does, we going to test it get, on? <laughs> does it make the cat just even more crazy? Because they're already nuts. Or care even less about what? its owners? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, here it says chocolate can affect canines in different ways. Wow, profound. From the mildly upsetting to the downright dangerous. So then she starts, a small dog should be belly up after eating a handful of M&Ms, at least according to conventional wisdom. But watching, quote, Moose, that's the name of a dog, a friend's five-pound chihuahua, that's a good chihuahua name, Moose. Chihuahua. <laughs> so, but watching Moose, a fi friend's five-pound chihuahua, race around a living room after his sweet snack makes one wonder, is chocolate truly poisonous to dogs? Dogs and humans have similar tastes. Like us, they seek out sweets and have no problem indulging. I disagree. We do not have similar tastes. I've seen the stuff my dog eats on our walks. I do not have the same stuff. taste. It's, it's not stuff that you go, hmm, that looks tasty. <laughs> There's a pond a few blocks from where we live. Okay. With a lot of yeah. goose grease. Yeah, Canadian geese there. And uh, they make regular deposits along the sidewalk and if they're just juicy enough you got to pull back the dog from wanting to eat them okay he also loves rabbit shit he'll eat like rabbit shit he'll eat those like m&ms so we do not in that sense have similar taste which has always fascinated me is that dogs have this amazing sense of smell right mm -hmm. yet yet they will jam their nose right up in the most disgusting things. <laughs> Why? It doesn't make sense. Anyway, dogs and humans have similar tastes. I disagree with you, um, Allison Snyder. Uh, like us, they seek out sweets and have no problem indulging. Okay, that might be true. But unlike humans, our canine companions experience dangerous effects from eating chocolate. It can poison them, and in some cases, it's lethal. The hazard, however, is probably overblown, says Tim Hackett, a veterinarian at Colorado State University. Chocolate's danger to dogs depends on its quantity and quality. So it could kill them, but this doctor's like, meh, most of the time it's fine. Don't worry about it. Maybe it's like <laughs> humans and chocolate. He'll kill us. Eventually, yeah. Very slowly. Yeah. <laughs> Large dogs can usually handle a small amount of chocolate, whereas the same helping could cause problems for a moose and his pint-sized kin. That seems pretty logical. Um, chocolate is processed from the bitter seeds of the cacao tree. Is that the correct pronunciation of that? C-A-C-A-O? Uh, it's, it's actually cacao. Mm, cacao. Like Steve Tyler, Aerosmith? Cacao, know. cacao. Again. I'm the expert on linguistics, mm, so. Well, you are on that one. I have no idea. Cacao, okay. No, Which contain know. a family of compounds known as, ooh, long word, methylxanthines. Methylxanthines. This class of substances includes caffeine and the related chemical theobromine. Both molecules bind to receptors on the surfaces of cells and block the natural compounds that normally attach there. 
low doses of methylxanthines can lead to vomiting or diarrhea in dogs. Oh, maybe he did puke and shit. I don't know. And euphoria in humans. Have you ever experienced euphoria from chocolate? Yeah, right now I'm on two, two servings of Lint's um, Christmas mm. chocolate. Those are good. Chocolates, so... Those candy cane ones? Right now, the I'm candy seeing, cane flavored ones? Seeing, seeing nice colors, and I'm in another place right now, so. Chocolate's never really done it for me. I, I, I mean, I like it, but I don't have the same affinity for it that, say, my wife does, for example. My wife adores chocolate. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, studies show. <laughs> Women prefer chocolate over other things in life. <laughs> Probably true. All right. Chocolate contains a significant amount of theobromine and smaller amounts of caffeine. If a large quantity of theobromine or caffeine is ingested, some dogs will experience muscle tremors or even seizures. These chemical constituents of chocolate can cause a dog's heart to race up to twice its normal rate, and some dogs may run around as if they drank a gallon of espresso, according to Hackett. Moose, it seems, was on a theobromine high. Hmm. Dogs are capable of handling some chocolate, but it depends on the animal's weight and the type of chocolate it eats. Unsweetened baking chocolate, ah, which is those little chocolate things that we bought for, for the chocolate baking chips, you know? Mm -hmm. Unsweetened baking chocolate contains more than six times as much theobromine as milk chocolate, although amounts vary between cocoa beans as well as different brands. Less than four ounces of milk chocolate is potentially lethal for moose and other small dogs, according to the ASPCA Animal Control Poison Center. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so owners that leave chocolate around the house for dogs to find are really to blame for this whole Pretty much. issue. Which is why we have to pay the vet bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's a penalty, the fine for leaving chocolate with it. <laughs> okay, but How it does much say was here. It? 50 bucks? <laughs> no. 700 freaking dollars. I can think of a lot of things I could do at 700 You could get 700 dogs for that amount of money. <laughs> You're Sometimes. buying dogs for a dollar? What puppy mill are you buying from? Or you just find them. You don't even have to pay that much. You just find them around. You know, $700? Yeah, a good, you could have let him just rip it out, like just run around the house. Right, well, it does say here in 16 years as an emergency and critical mm -hmm. care veterinarian, Hackett has only seen one dog die from chocolate poisoning. And he suspects it may have had an underlying disease that made it more vulnerable to it, the heart racing effect. Now, I mean, I don't know, though. I mean, when you have a dog, pets are important. Like, yes. you know, so when you see your dog is ill. You're not going to be like, eh, whatever, let it run around. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I know what you mean, exactly. So it says here, more acutely poisoned dogs are generally treated by inducing vomiting. My dog is just fine on that part all by himself. Didn't need any induction whatsoever. No? Nope. You didn't have to shove your finger down his throat? No, he was fine. And uh, administering activated charcoal absorbs any methylxanthines remaining in the gut or that may be circulating through the digestive system. Ultimately, Moose survived his cocoa snack, but no matter how you bake it, wrap it, or melt it, chocolate and Moose don't mix. Hmm. So there you go. Hmm. Yeah. 
Well, I guess I need to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Because I'm just wondering, why don't you ever see hippopotamus hiding in trees? Hmm. I don't know, Ryan. Because they're really good at it. <laughs> Is this podcast sense. getting worse with every episode as we go? <laughs> like we had this great, great, great thing going when we started. And now it's like. What was that other one about the premature thing? You were no, we're not talking about that one. <laughs> Are we ready? Are we ready to. Uh, <laughs> the one where the guy came out of nowhere, that one? No. <laughs> Okay, so you asked me to get something interesting. Actually, you didn't ask me anything. You just, mm. it's, let's surprise each other with topics every week. So here we go. <laughs> you ready? What did people use before toilet paper? I don't know. What did they use? I don't know. It was in my head. I was like, what? All I've known is toilet paper. I mean, there's things, there's technology that we have had that you and I have grown up with that, and, and that, that it's hard to imagine life before that came about. Okay. I remember when my dad told me when he was a kid, he remembers when on the farm, they've got, they got running water installed in their house. Mm. Like what? Like imagine not having running water in your house. That'd be a pretty significant upgrade. Right. And kids nowadays, like kids that are little like whippersnappers, you're too older than us. Um, like they're without cell phones. What'd we do? There was just a lot of yelling and missing, missing each other at the park. <laughs> we had it happen one time. This was a couple of years ago where our kids are, were teenagers and uh, we had a power failure and the internet didn't work and the TVs didn't work and the computers didn't work. They didn't know what the hell to do with themselves. So I kind of, you know, played some games with them, but they, they had no idea what to do. So like, what are we doing dad <laughs> playing with playing games with each other what i mean we have to make eye contact do we have to okay so the whole thing about this toilet paper thing is like we've grown up with this and everyone listening to this i think has grown up with this this form of technology sure and and supposedly according to uh, farmersalmanac.com it was invented in china what was invented in china toilet paper oh really yeah huh. in the f around the 14th century what you're talking ad mm -hmm. like just 500 years ago 600 years ago yeah you, yeah you're telling me people didn't use toilet paper up until 600 years ago no they used it in china but it wasn't anywhere else for a long time the hell okay. were you using all right well that's what i was wondering I was like <laughs> where, where where do we come up with this it's okay. it right so okay. um i mean the, the the article goes through some of the stuff around the world that's used but 
in eight, supposedly in ancient Greece. Okay, so we're talking like 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. Pottery shards were used. <laughs> I've actually heard this before. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> and the article says sometimes these pottery fragments would be inscribed with the name of an enemy before being used. <laughs> Okay, in Rome, wow, in the public washrooms, they would have a stick with a sponge on the end, and they'd nice. store it in salt water or vinegar, right? In a bucket of ooh, that would salt. sting, wouldn't it? On your butt? Well, well, no, unless there's issues down there, then there'd be a lot of ooh. But it was, it was just that's how they store, and then they're in their non partitioned that's a divider in the bathroom stall right in their non-stalled washrooms that's how they take care of you know the 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 mess the, the well that yeah well yeah and and then they put it back in the bucket everyone would just share that and and well i'm sure they had one for every you know maybe the upper end um upper end washrooms. but i mean turn after turn people going in there would be using that thing yeah, yeah. So oh, man, that's nasty. So I think it would have occurred to them back then. I mean, they were capable of making things like paper-like materials for a long, long, long time. See, in North America, so because toilet paper in China, it was in China, but I don't know if they kept it a secret or they didn't realize just how valuable it was. <laughs> they didn't but, put it on the internet. And they didn't put it on the internet. Um, there was the, the idea of using corn cobs because they were a little bit softer, right? So mm. after you eat the corn off of it, you'd save that and use it for after processing. It has kind of a nice loofah effect to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I was like, this is, this is disgusting and interesting, conver you know, idea that like, or, uh, thing that I was like what did people do because totally I mean when we go camping when we go hiking it's like who's got the toilet paper roll in their backpack and you because do not want to be without it we do not want to be but throughout time people have been without it right sure sure and whoever told me pine cones were used I'm like yeah bull <laughs> uh. like you couldn't hike after that <laughs> so um yeah, so there was, uh, let's see here, corn cobs. And then there was like the Sears catalog. People start going, hey, <laughs> let's just take the Sears catalog to the outhouse. That's start a substantial that. jump in time there, dude. You went from ancient Greece to the Sears catalog. Well, there is not much that happened in between those two periods of time, right? I still think, you know, like in our culture in North America, anyway, bidets are not all that common, but I think that's probably the way to go. Don't you think? Well, they, th there's some, some areas on the planet that use that, but you have to have, I mean, it costs more, you need more room for one. Right. So well, in the long term, though, you wouldn't have to use near as much toilet paper. Yeah. If any. Yeah. I don't know. It was in the 1800s in the States 
when they started producing mass producing toilet paper. 1800s already. Oh, wow. That's yeah. not even that so long ago. The father of American toilet tissue supposedly is J.C. Gayetti. Oh, I thought it was Thomas J. Crapper. Oh, no. He invented the toilet, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, so in the, I see this, this advertisement that they've got copied here. It's Gayetti's medicated paper for the water closet was available from the Civil War era well into the 1920s. Hmm. It says a perfectly pure article and a sure preventive of piles. Nice. I guess you'd be more vulnerable to uh, hemorrhoids back then when you were scraping your ass with you know, oh. shards of clay and pine cones and corn yeah. cobs. Yeah, so that, that was one of those things that I thought that might be something that everyone else other than me wants to hear us discuss. I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, it never occurred to me that it was that recent of an innovation. Like I would have thought, you know, civilizations had access to technologies that are paper-like mm -hmm. for a long, long, long time. It never would have occurred to a person to go, hey, I can wipe my butt with this. It's just strange to me. It is strange. Yeah. So. Huh. I, I don't know. I had another thing here that came up last time when we talked to Anna, when I read that article, Fifinior. Yeah. And uh, then in the article, it talked about something called a Cesio and a Fifio. One is spelled S-E-S-E-O. One is spelled C-E-C-E-O. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I looked into it a little bit. And the Cesio, what's the, this is from a website called spanish.quizic.com, K-W-I-Z-I-Q. And it talks about the difference between the two. And CZO is where you do say the S or Z sound. So like a shoe would be a zapato, for example, right? But when it's pronounced with the, uh, with the, with the, without the CZO or with the CZO, well, I don't know. I don't totally understand it. But without the CZO, it's pronounced tapato. Okay. So with a CZO is a S sound and without is a th sound. And then with a fifio is a th sound. And without that, it's a s sound. So like uh, casa is a house, right? Mi casa, su casa, right? With fifio, it's casa. And without it, it's casa. So there's the difference. I that was. That. I never knew that. Now I know. So. I don't really have anything to say about that. <laughs> that uh, you know should put us to sleep when we listen to this later on. It definitely should. Now, I don't know if we still have time in this episode or if I should hold off. What do you think? I don't know. I never. Well, checked. I never checked how long. <laughs> I didn't check when we started. What? All right, let's cut it off. I think it's it's bad enough as it is. <laughs> but I had stuff about bison. <laughs> bison? Okay. Bison. We need to uh let's let's say Should I save that for another time? I think so. I think yeah. this one this one is is 
ready for wrap up? I think we should put a warning on this podcast before you listen to this. Right? This may be destroying blood brain cells. <laughs> this this yeah. may make you dumber for listening to. <laughs> Forget the explicit warning. We need a stupidity warning. <laughs> this is actually harming your brain listening to this. <laughs> So let's put that fantastic jingle on that we, we have when we say goodnight. Mm. And it might not be night because maybe I get a, a job at, as a uh, you know night security guard and then I get to listen to this during the day. So saying goodnight isn't really relevant. So it should be just... It's more like sweet dreams or something like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Cue relaxing music? Yeah, do it. This is Ryan. This is Darren. Have a fantastic sleep. We will talk about some other stuff soon. Yeah, and thank you for listening to the Snooze Group. We hope that it helps you find that peaceful moment. Rest well. Rest in peace. (laughs) Not what I meant. Goodbye.